0: Well, good morning. Turn around and say hello to the folks around you. Just wave to them or shake their hand or just tell them what your name is. Just say hello to the folks around you. I don't know what stirs in your heart as you you hear the gospel today. It is the most popular uh, New Testament passage in the entire Bible, in the entire New Testament, in the entire world. Psalm 23 beats it uh, as the most popular verse in the Bible. Uh, So says Google. More people search for these passages than anything else. But uh, gosh, if if you've ever heard the story of the prodigal son as we just heard it proclaimed, as I know you have, uh, hopefully many of us are in touch with the beauty of the gospel, the compassion of the gospel. And yet every one of us... If we have the courage to be honest, I think can appreciate the fact that we've all been that prodigal son. Amen. Amen. I almost started crying reading the gospel just now because I know what it's like, right? Gosh, I wonder what was going on in the sun. The son lives with his father and we know at the end of today's gospel that this father is a father who gives everything right the second son said to him like never once did I even ask for a goat and the father says I, I don't give goats right he says everything I have is yours So this father that the younger son lives with, he's the kind of father who gives, like he's generous beyond belief. He gives everything to his boys. Now this younger son, who is us, right? He he suffers from what a lot of us suffer with, right? They call it FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Right, for so many of us, there's always this intrigue of what's on the other side, right? I don't want to miss out. Now, inside the father's house, inside the father's estate, everything that the son needs is there. And day in, day out, that son, he begins to wonder, I wonder what's out there, right? The, fa- the son says, I- I'm familiar with what's here, but man, I wonder what's on the other side of the estate. Maybe there's something out there. That'll make me happy. I wonder if I'm missing out on something. So day in, day out, as the son is working for his father, he's inside the estate, but he's thinking about what's out there. So the son asks his father for that inheritance, as we just heard, right? And he sets out. as he squanders everything that he had, he eventually finds himself in the wake of his own disaster. In the Old Testament, what's the one animal Jewish people did not eat? Pork, pigs. In the mind of the Jewish imagination, hearing Jesus today in the gospel, where is the Son not only working, but with whom is the Son living in their filth? The pigs. It it would have been an, an, an imagination of the Jewish person listening to today's gospel. It would have been, he has left God. He has left the chosen people. He's living with the pigs. God said those pigs are so filthy; they don't even eat them. He is not only feeding them, but he's living with them, eating what they eat. You can just imagine the sun. He's covered with filth. The mud caked all over him. His hair uncut. Hasn't bathed in three months. Now for the PG-13 imagination's out there, he's living in the filth of the pigs. You can imagine what that really is. And it's all kicked on him. He can smell it all day long. It's in his hair and his beard. He's starving. Men and women struggle with two different fears in life. If I might speak first to the men, I think most men, maybe not you, but most men, if they have the courage to admit this, either are aware or are unaware that the biggest fear in every man is that he's going to be found out. Most men try to pose in life. We present that we're bigger than we are. We're more successful than we are. We're more manly than we are. Because in some way, if I can just say this, most men are trying to prove to their, their dad that they are a man. Whether their father's in heaven, beyond the grave, still on earth, most men are just trying to prove to their dad that they are a man. And most men are trying to prove that I'm better than my dad. And if people found out that I as a man imposing, posing, whew, I'd be found out. So most men are driven by this need to prove to the world that they are a man. Most women, if I can say this, uh, just listening, they don't, I don't think many women struggle with that. I think many women uh, struggle with um, just a fear, right, that they'll be abandoned, they'll be unprotected, Um, They're not the apple of someone's eye, right? So I think many women, and maybe you or maybe not, but I think a lot of women, they carry this desire to be seen, to be beautiful, to be accepted, to be fought for, right? To be the apple of someone's eye. And the sin of the man is usually grasping at things to prove to who he is. The sin of the feminine heart is usually grasping at things to prove that she is beautiful, and etc. etc. So whatever it is that you find yourself, if you are in touch with your sin, I know my sin. And I know the wreckage that I've caused in my life relationally with my family and with other people when I have been in the filth of that pig pen. Now let me just hit pause for a second. Are you aware of your sin? Maybe it's not present to you now. Maybe, maybe the sin of your life was maybe years ago. Maybe you feel that and the consequences of your relationship with your family, your parents, your siblings, your kids, what is or is not there. Are you are you in touch with places of shame in your heart? As you look at your entire life, do you know what the son felt when he was in that pig filth? That's what's going through the son's head, right? I'm no longer my dad's son. I have to be a slave, so you can just imagine what's going through the sons. If I go home, at least I'll eat, if I go home, I have to look my dad in the eye, and I have to beg him to at least accept me as a slave, like through the the, the son's head, it's like, I'm going to have to go back home, people know that I left, I'm going to have to admit that the microphone doesn't work again this Sunday, right? He says, I'm going to have to admit the fact that like all the people back at my father's estate, they, they all knew that I left. I have, to, I have to admit that I squandered that. My brother, God, I got to face my brother. He's going to judge me. He's always judged me. I've never been good enough in his eyes. I'm going to look at my dad. And my dad's going to find out that I'm a poser, that, that I'm not the person that I thought I was. Just imagine what's going through the son's mind. As he gets up, and he begins to walk back home. And with every step he takes, he is taunted in his mind by the whispers. When your dad sees you, when your brother sees you, when all those people see you, they're going to see you as a sinner. Every step he takes, he's tormented by what he thinks is going to happen. Every step back home. It takes about a month to get back home. But It's now four months that he hasn't bathed. People on the road, they can smell him from a mile away. They don't want to be around him. He's isolated on the way home. The only companion he has on the way home is shame and the torment of the voices inside his head. Now the dad... The dad knows that back then, you would travel with the sun because of the heat. So you'd rise early in the morning, you'd travel before it really got hot. Once the sun rose till about 10 o'clock, you'd take a break till about 4, and you'd kind of rest, and then you'd walk, right, you'd travel from about 4 o'clock in the afternoon into the early evening. And the the father knew this every day. So the father, he's going about his business, right? And and at the time where he thinks his son might come, the father goes to the edge of the property and he waits every day. And he just looks. And in the father's heart, he says, is this the day my boy is coming home? And the father waits and waits and waits and waits and, and it's not today. And he goes back to work. And at the end of that that work time, he goes back to the edge of his property and he looks and he looks and he looks and he he says, is today the day my boy is coming home? The father waits every day. So that father is waiting one day and the son is inching his way back and he is tormented. He's like, okay, as soon as they see me, they're going to smell me. As soon as they see me, they're going to know, uh, I, I'm afraid to do this. And as he comes over the hill, his father sees the son first. And it says in the gospel today that the Father began to ran after the son. Now just imagine what the son thinks is there. The son is terrified of his father. He thinks he's going to be a slave. Here comes the father running after him. You can just imagine he's paralyzed with fear as he stands before the father. He's like, he's going to come kill me. And then there's that moment where the father sees his son eye to eye. When the son sees himself, all he sees is a slave and a sinner. He sees all his his filth. The father sees his son Now just imagine the next thing. Covered in filth, all of it. The father takes his garment and wraps it around his son. Embraces his son. Pulls the son close to him. Plants a kiss on the son and everything on the son. Looks his son in the eye And before the father can say something, the son is filled with shame. He says, Father, he pushes him back. He says, I don't deserve to be your son. I'm no longer a person. I'm a category. I'm a sinner. Call me a slave. And the father looks him in the eye and says, I love you. And when that father embraced that son what the Father was really trying to tell the Son is that we all need mercy and we all need more than we deserve. Amen? Amen. We all need forgiveness, but we need more than we deserve. We all need love, but we need more than we deserve. There is no possible way that anybody in church today could ever earn our way back to Him. We can't... We need more than we deserve. There's nothing that we can do to deserve forgiveness. There's nothing that we can do to deserve mercy. There's nothing that we can do to deserve all the love that we need. And the good news for you today, if you've ever been the boy, if you've ever sinned, if you know what it's like to be away from Him, The one thing, the only thing that he says to you and I today is you need love and you need more than you deserve. And I will do anything, anything to give that to you. And that son all he could do was get to his knees in the midst of that mercy and weep or say thank you or just be stunned with nothing to say. Imagine if that son was actually kneeling at the cross. And if that son was looking up into the eyes of Jesus in this moment, imagine what it would look like for the rest of Mass if you and I stayed right here. If I knelt here and you came near with me, but we did so from the place of our sin and we just looked up at the eyes of the Father, right? Jesus, There's no condemnation here. There's there's nothing to be afraid of here. Here, He looks at us and He says to us today the best thing that we have ever heard. We all need love and we need more than He deserves and He will do whatever it takes to give that to us. Amen? If you're a sinner, welcome to Mass. If you need God, I just want to say welcome. Stick the next couple seconds in silence. Come right here. Right, right here. Let's ask him to love us the same way that he loved that prodigal son. Amen. Amen.